find out what's inside that church. From producer J.J. Abrams, critics are calling Overlord a thrilling combination of action and horror. And now it's 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Overlord, rated R, in theaters and IMAX November 9th, directed by Julia Savory. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Seth and I are actually not women. Not sure why I felt the need to establish that right out of the gate, but nevertheless, it is true. So because we are guys, we felt like we could give some helpful hints to the ladies about what it takes to be attractive to your man. I actually, you know, in full disclosure, I found one of the many articles that I read throughout the week. And they had, this lady wrote 10 mistakes that are from the article at familyshare.com. But I actually thought they were pretty decent, some of them. Not all of them, but some of them. So today's show is for the ladies and what it doesn't take to truly attract your man. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host and not a lady. Michael Smalley, and my non-lady co-host... Seth Johnson. Who, you're not a lady. No. So I came across this article. It was the top 10 mistakes that women make Mm -hmm. when trying to attract a man. And so I honestly thought, you know, when I clicked on the link to read it, that it was going to be atrocious. Right. You know, just something that we could make fun of. I mean, it sounds like something that's on the cover of, like, Cosmopolitan. Exactly. And I thought, oh, we're going to be able to have so much. Then I started reading and went, okay. It felt a little sexist, a little dated, Mm -hmm. maybe a little conservative. But there's some actually pretty decent things I think our lady listeners might need to hear. Some of them are good but need to be tempered just a little bit. Yes. And some we might not agree with. Right. So let's just dissect them. All right. Well, first, I had to kind of make fun. (laughs) <laughs> so, Like we do Yeah So this again is coming from FamilyShare.com And here I'm going to give Just some of their article headlines Taken from the homepage of this website Okay Because it feels like maybe you and I are doing something wrong With the titling Of our podcast episodes Alright So these are real headlines 13 signs he loves you Even though he doesn't say it 13 essentials to make your husband fall back in love with you. Six alarming signs your love is dying. Five secrets to stay happy even when life tries to bring you down. And then six ways to stop unknowingly undermining your husband and how to encourage him to show more leadership. In a partridge in in a a pear tree. I was so thinking that. The whole time. I mean, seriously, virtually all of their articles are some number. Maybe we should just arbitrarily throw numbers in front of all of our titles. I know. One million. (laughs) Well, I always stay away from that 
because I I do interviews, especially in books I write and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And it's the worst. They're like, in your book, in chapter seven, you listed seven ways that you should. I'm like, no, I don't know any of them. Right. Can you just tell us about number three? Yeah. And how it relates to number six. Uh, I still can't get down the five love languages. That's been around forever. And I'm like, okay, number one, two. It's not my strength. So yeah. sorry, listening audience. We're probably not going to transition to an all numbering <laughs> uh, podcast episode style. But I just thought that was funny. And so the, here are 10 things, and we're taking this directly from our article, and we'll just talk about them a little bit. Some yeah. will spend more time than others. But these are 10 mistakes. And According they, to the article, 10 yes. mistakes. And, and, and the woman who wrote it is Mariel Rebin. And I kind of tried to do a little research on her. Okay. Apparently she studied law at some South American university. So... I don't Clearly. know if she is a lawyer, but I'm just curious. And she didn't seem like a relationship expert, but, but some of these things aren't that bad. But we've all been in relationships, so we all should have some yeah. sort of knowledge. Now, her number one, I'm just going to say, speaks directly to my heart. Oh. In terms of not being attractive. Okay. And it's making him wait do you want to read what she said sure so this trick might have worked in the past but it won't work today nothing discourages men more than having to wait for someone else amen sister it's disrespectful Mm -hmm. and selfish when Mm. you are intentionally late oh yeah try to be punctual being on time is a sign of respect and nothing is sexier than that punctual is a dirty word for me oh yeah i mean you and i are on the same boat here for sure Uh, the i mean anyone having to make me wait when we've agreed upon a time for a meeting is ridiculous you and i actually joked on the phone is it last week something like that we're talking about meeting up at a restaurant and uh i was like okay so if you're there then i need to leave in seven minutes to get you (laughs) and you're like oh yeah come on i love that yeah no i love that kind of talk because i do the same thing i break it down by the minute so it's funny on this one when, when Originally, I just read uh, just the title, Making Him Wait, and I was taking to a completely different... Like sexual, probably. Yeah. 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 Or anything physical. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't know how we're going to feel about this one. I'm like, oh, but yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with this. And I would agree, too. So I think... And my wife is notoriously late. Yeah. Especially to social functions. Because she thinks, she believes it's rude to show up on time. No, then they wouldn't have set that time for for it to begin. However, Seth, there's a lot of people out there that think very differently than you and I. I And I don't understand you people. Well, I but love I, you. don't I, understand I, you. Hey, have you ever been like me? <laughs> I'm so curious about this. Because this was humi- Like, I don't get humiliated. Off. Like, I do a lot of dumb things. I just don't tend to feel right. embarrassed because I'm yeah. an idiot. There was a party at a neighbor's home when we first moved to the Woodlands. Okay. So for couples. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you know, come at 7. So when do you think I got there? At 7. 6.59. Okay. Knocked on the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even done cleaning. And so I literally was like, oh, um, I'm so sorry. I thought the invitation's at 7. She goes, well, it did. I just didn't expect anyone to show up on time. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I literally sat in her living room with Amy, who was furious at me for making her be there on right. time. 
while she vacuumed. <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever been to a party on time, but no one else is there yet? Yeah, I actually have a very vivid memory in high school of doing that. It's And it was for a random birthday party of like this girl that I was just starting to get to know, like a different friend circle. And same thing. I showed up. No one else was there. <laughs> the girl wasn't even Did back. Did it feel bad? Like, were you embarrassed? Uh, or felt awkward? Awkward. I wasn't necessarily embarrassed. You know, I'm such a social guy that I ended up like hanging out with a mom and a little brother and like just chilling. But probably it, playing video games. Um, no, actually. But yeah, I've definitely experienced that from time to time. Now it says in here, you know, this trick might have worked in the past, but when was that like a social thing that that was like, oh yeah, oh that girl, she's late. Yeah, love it. Yeah, you never would have heard me say that. Well, I mean, was there, but like, was this like a Victorian era thing where like, that, you know, some of these feel that way a little bit like, am I that out of, <laughs> am I that out of touch? Number yeah. two, this one you already had yeah. issue with. Yeah. Uh, number two, showing too much skin. Now, remember, this is how not to be attractive to your man. Right. So you don't want to show too much skin. I was a little surprised by that because I know most men are visual. Yeah. I'm visual. You're visual. Mm -hmm. But I actually agree with this one. Because for me, and I'll speak just purely as a husband, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't enjoy seeing my wife showing a ton of skin, I guess maybe in certain circumstances. So you had kind of, when we talked about this show, you had brought up like when we went with two or three other couples to go see a see a play downtown yeah that um that might be an occasion where your wife could dress a little like any wife could dress yeah. sexier right mm-hmm. and, and 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 just please don't judge us and don't send it we're not talking trampy right you know we're not talking dishonoringly like you know crazy amount of skin but like a sexy dress i don't know yeah. how to word it well read the read the description of what of yeah. showing too much skin so contrary to what Many women think showing a lot of skin on a date, whether it's for your boyfriend or husband, is not attractive. If you're married, your husband will appreciate you respecting your body. You can still wear something cute and feel beautiful while covering up. See, that's where I thought, did I just go back to the 1700s? <laughs> that, that It feels a little over, like a little Mennonite-ish. Right. And, and I agree that uh, women should be able to still feel cute and beautiful while covering up for sure. Totally. But I think this is a conversation that you need to have with your spouse of, hey, what do you find attractive? I mean, do you like my smock? <laughs> do people even know what a smock is? I mean, do you just want to like quick glance at my lower ankles <laughs> in public? Hey, you're going, this is getting racy. <laughs> no, I, but number two, though, I think brings up one of the more important things we might say on this episode is that it does merit a conversation with your spouse. Now, right. I don't want to have that conversation because I know my wife wants me to dress up nicer. That's sexy to my wife. Yeah, I would I would imagine that's sexy for a lot of women, like just when your husband dresses it up. So no more T-shirts on dates and flip-flops? Cut-off shirts, yeah, yeah. that I did myself. <laughs> Showing my mid-drift? Yeah, oh, never. I wear really oversized clothing. So, but what I mean, though, is it's healthy to have these kinds of, because 
you know, we've done sexual intimacy programs where we encourage you, like, talk to each other. What do you like sexually? What do you not like mm-hmm. sexually? You can also have it, the conversation about this as well. Because I'm imagining there's plenty of guys that would appreciate, again, healthy, not, you know, not trashy. Right. But a healthy amount of skin showing when they go out on a date. Like, that doesn't stress them out. Right. It wouldn't stress me out. Now, my wife is a more conservative dresser. And I'm fine. Like, I, you know, it's not a big deal for me. Yeah. But I don't know. Your husband, they might actually enjoy that. So that would be an important... Because I guess what I don't want to have happen is this generality, right? That's where we get in trouble. Right. Is we take these generalities and we apply it, but it doesn't work for us. Well, and you need to find the whole too much. And that's where you need to also talk about. And there, on our next, um, next one as well, number three, says... Uh, wearing too much makeup. Now, Amy and I discussed this, the, it, it, you know, this morning. Really? So I'd already had the show notes done. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, one of the shows. I wish you weren't at work because I'd love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. But I said one of them is wearing too much. That is a huge deal for me. I grew up on the West Coast, not the coast, sorry, in the West. So I was in Arizona for ten years of my life. Yeah, from third till I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Those are like easily the most formative years. And girls that direction of the country don't wear a lot of makeup, if any. Really? No, they really don't. Like, and their hair tends to not be all uh, coiffed or you know, like hair sprayed up. And Texas, yeah, especially you know, I'm growing up in the '80s, and Texas chicks, good lord, yeah. I mean, they the bigger the better. <laughs> and so when I, I'll tell you, when I got to Baylor University, mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> It was like all this makeup and these gigantic bows. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was like the bigger the bow, the sexier. Right. And that didn't work uh-uh. for me. Like, I was no. like, mm-mm. Because I was used to like girls with kind of straight hair and just down and not with a bunch of stuff in it and not a right. lot of makeup. So my wife actually knows. And she said, I probably wear too much makeup. Now, do you agree with that? I don't. And I told her. I said, yeah. no. Unequivocal. And I mean... Look, I'm overweight, so I don't get to say a lot about, you know, I'm not going to judge anybody. Uh, so I probably wouldn't. I, I guess if she asked me, do you feel like I wear too much? Like, because I don't feel that way. Right. Let's just pretend that I do. Mm-hmm. If she asked me, I might say, you know, for me, I don't need that. Like I right. and I've told her for 23 years that I love her without any makeup on. Yeah, that's super attractive to me. Is that for you? Or are you a makeup guy? No, I'm I'm not. Um, really, if it's done well, it doesn't doesn't bother me. But I would lean towards less is more, and I think that's where that's where Shauna falls as well. And yeah, so it's, it's never been a, a huge thing. But I I would agree that for for me and my experience when I moved out to Texas in high school from Florida. It was a big change. Of really, the amount of the the typical girl war, and know. maybe it's like a southern girl thing. Yeah, maybe so. If they're raised in the south, we were past big. like the the big hair for my age group. That was terrible. So that's man. good. That was not a good. That was not a good look. Well, number four is very interesting to me. Yeah, I've never even thought about this. I never a, have either on an attractive. Thing, yeah, and people seem to like bring this up a lot, though. And yeah, 
popular media, just, you know, whatever, movies, whatnot. But number four on not being attractive is eating too little. So she says men love it when their date enjoys a good meal. Nerves can make you feel like you don't have much of an appetite, but try to relax and enjoy your date and your food. Yeah, and I think maybe this goes back to, you know, like the 1950s women of, because I remember, for some reason, I'm having a, a memory of like a mental picture of like, now don't over overeat on a date because, you know, a woman is petite and, you know, doesn't, I don't know, just eat a ton. But like, I've never thought about that. I'm like, yeah, if you like that steak, eat it. Come on, you know, those potatoes too, go for it. Yeah, it's never been a big deal to me on how much or how little Amy eats when we're out. I mean, I guess if maybe someone was being super obnoxious about it or whatever, it might get to me. But I've never had that issue, and yeah, I've never really thought about it. I can't even think of what an obnoxious overeater would be. Or this sounds, though, it would be an obnoxious undereater. So maybe if you're taking a date out or you're taking your wife out and she has a pee or a, a cool. carrot. Oh, I'm good. Maybe that would be it. I guess that might stand out to me. Like, what's going on? Probably most men, it's pretty factual. I just spent $37 on that dinner and you only ate the broccoli. Man, I'm. Yeah, I guess if they, if they ordered more than broccoli and they only ate the broccoli. But if they just ordered a side of broccoli and, like, water, it'd be like, cheapest date ever. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I am loving life. You would be totally happy about it. Oh, yeah. I'm such a penny pincher that I would be like, this is awesome. Well, what's number five? Number five. Oh, yeah. I've... I Talking about your ex. Yeah. Like what? You were going to... I've I've been there. Where Shauna or just someone Not else Shauna. you yeah, just other people like that I've been interested in, and um, they like talking about their ex or exes. You want to know the worst one I've ever heard? Sure. And it wasn't even a girl; it was uh, a dude. Okay. He was dating a girl who was amazing, and she had just gotten out of a four-year relationship. Four years. Yeah, so that's significant, right? Now she's dating him. He's one of my closest friends from Baylor. <laughs> They've been dating like a week. They're holding hands, walking on the Baylor campus. And he looks over to her and goes, when we're holding hands, do you think about Josh? <laughs> what? She literally dumped him that day. <laughs> he came to me. He was like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, wait, what did you say? Oh, my I would, gosh. I would think number five should be an obvious one, right? Yeah. I mean, so this is what it was for me. Um, there was like this, this one particular girl. Um, I was interested in, in her, and we were communicating all the time. And I thought she was interested in me as well, and kind of like moving. Oh, precious Seth. But she kept on always talking about these like exes in her life and these other dudes. So it kept on like throwing all these doubts again. Like, okay, maybe not if she keeps on talking yeah, she's about. She's not them. over these people, right? And then you know, fast forward. Years later, and we we're actually friends and talked about it. And like, she didn't realize she was doing it at all. And really, yeah, that's interesting because I think you would know. Now, I will say in my own personal love story with my wife, this was <laughs> this was a very big deal because you know Amy had been engaged mm-hmm. to a guy who shall go right. unnamed. In my comedy show, I actually 
have renamed him Satan. <laughs> Perfect. It felt like a fit. Yeah. So worked for me. But um, yeah, I was pretty vocal that I don't want to hear anything about this, you know, former fiance. Yeah. And of course, we were so stupid. She, I think, she broke it off with him in June. We started dating in July and were married by December. Two weeks after she was supposed to marry him. <laughs> so yeah. That wasn't going to work well. That would not have been attractive to me. Yeah. That would have been a major turnoff. Well, hey, before we get going on to number six through ten, I just want to pause briefly and let our listening audience know about our online library of courses. Because we have this extensive online course library. And I just said that. So it feels like an inadequate but would you say it's like a library of courses? And it's extensive. No, we literally have hundreds of hours of our, not hundreds of, that's a lot of hours. We have a lot of hours of our best video series that I personally converted to these online to this online course platform. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. So you can get instant access for life, for life, to all of our very best marriage and parenting resources that you can Go through at your own pace from literally any device. So check them out at smalleyinstitute.com. Perfect. Now on to number six. So take it away. Number six, pretending to be someone you're not. Yeah. That's a that's a legit one. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, she describes uh, men notice when a woman is pretending to be someone they're not. Be yourself. That's what men really find attractive. Yep. If you take on a different personality to make him like you more, you only create more stress for yourself and turn him away in the process. And that might be considered catfishing. Oh. Which we talked about in the previous episode. In the previous episode, you're going to have to listen to that one to learn. And yeah, you got to go all the way to the end of the episode. Yeah. Like you got to be committed to that episode to hear what catfishing is because we're not going to give it to you now. No. You got to listen. And. Here's a funny thing about people is we are never, I repeat, we are never as sophisticated as we think we are about hiding things. <laughs> I mean, it blows my mind how people think they're going to get away with stuff and just right. hide. Dude, you're never doing it like you think in your brain. And so ladies and gentlemen, yeah, trying to be someone you're not is just a foolish idea, and you're going to spend so much energy, you're definitely probably going to sabotage that relationship. Yeah. Easily. I mean, you can watch any number of romantic comedies that tell you that it won't work. Yeah, I know, and those are accurate. That's a picture of life right there. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven of the top ten mistakes that you make in trying to attract your band, sending mixed signals with your body language. So body language can say more than your own words. Try not to give the wrong signal about who you are or what you want out of this relationship. Would that be like being a tease? Yes. Yes. I had Which experience is totally with, uncool. I had an experience with this in, in college where uh, it was a good friend who uh, I became romantically attracted to, and she and I actually had a conversation. She was like, hey, I'm just um, not looking to date anyone right now. I think you're awesome. And so rejection hurt, but we were still like friends, and it was fine. Because um, you were used to it. 
Yeah, just, <laughs> just used to a life of rejection. Uh, and But then we were out in this kind of group event um, relatively soon after, and it was like a cold night out right on the boat, and then like basically she's like also like snuggling up with me under this blanket. Yeah, not cool. And stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, what? what's going on? Is this like situation reversed? She changed her mind. And then, you know, we talk again. She's like, no, I'm same Sorry, spot. I was I'm just like, cold. Wait, what? You were warm. That's no. It. Yeah, no, it's not cool. And, and actually one of the most humiliating, shameful events of my life came around oh. mixed signals. And I've shared it before on the podcast. But you remember at Baylor, there was this chick, super attractive. I mean, gorgeous. And I'm in Bible class. And the professor, this was like at the height of my dad's fame. Mm -hmm. And so he's doing the roll call or whatever, like calling out the names, present, you know, present, which I don't know why they did that in college. It was super annoying. So, of course, he gets to my name, Michael Small. He goes, Michael Small. Everybody. And I immediately, I'm like, oh, no. Because I don't, I never wanted to be that kid right right you have a famous dad yeah i mean there's already plenty of negative beliefs about me anyways right because my dad's a famous christian guy and i'm like no please 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 he goes everyone we have a very special guest i'm like oh we have the son of dr gary smalley michael would you stand up and i didn't i just yeah. want that to be known mm-hmm. but i just kind of went mm-hmm, you know waved my hand up in the air I was like oh my gosh I won't give her name. That's not cool. Let's call her Tricky. <laughs> or Deceitful. We'll call her Deceitful. Yeah, because that sounds less like a strip. No, nah, she's a nice girl, but she turns around, and it was a look I'd seen before when people realize who my father is. Mm-hmm. Like, <gasps> she's like, I've watched all of his videos, read all of his books. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. She's like, you need to come to our, our study group. I'm like, oh, now I get invited? Right. Then the next thing you know... She calls me up at midnight. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, hello, because I was asleep, because right. I didn't really party in college. <laughs> I'm like, hello. She's like, hey, it's deceitful. You want to, you know, I'm having a big party at my apartment. You thought you might want to come. I'm like, oh, I, I don't even know if I'd been invited to a party yet. Right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'll go. So I like get dressed quickly. I run over, knock on the door. Nobody else is there. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about mixed signals? This gets bad. So I'm like, oh, I thought you were having a, I th- are you not having a party? She's like, no, honestly, I just wanted you to come over. I went, oh, and she's beautiful. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm like, all righty. <laughs> and then she's taking me like on a tour and then she starts kissing me. Oh, now you need to understand in my life, I'm probably, I was probably 19 or 20 when this happened. I had never kissed a girl that I hadn't been already extensively dating. Right. Took me nine months to kiss my first girlfriend. Nine months. Wow. I dated a girl in college three months. Three months before I could work up the curve. Now I'm not even dating this chick, and she's, like, mugging down with me, and I'm freaking out going, oh, my gosh. Now, in my mind, like, we're getting married. Right. You know? (laughs) So the next day, I called her. Mm Mm-hmm. And was like, hey, you know, to kind of talk about, yeah. all right, we're dating. Right. Clearly. Like, here it is. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of, I'm excited. And, and just, you know, you want to hang out? She's like, oh, 
yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, sorry. About Wait, about what? And she says, honestly, you're just... You're more the guy that I want to bring home to mom and dad so they feel good about what I'm doing here at Baylor. No. I was that guy, which is a good thing. Right, because that actually shows more about she's that girl. Yeah, exactly. And I was that guy. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was the safest dude that your daughter could ever be with. <laughs> I was like, I was, but it was very hurtful. There were serious missed signals. And yeah. I will tell you, unequivocally, I was totally not attracted to her anymore. And I was wounded. What, 26 years later, I'm still talking about it. Because <laughs> it's a funny story. That's sad. So give us number eight. All right, number eight, being negative. Oh, I can agree with this. Focusing on negative things will make for long, uncomfortable date in a very long and uncomfortable marriage. Yep. Use your time together and talk about the highlights of your day and get to know each other more even if he's already your husband. There might not be anything less attractive than being negative. Yeah. Well, I would say for this is even outside of um, just romantic relationships for me, just friends that are just the always negative ones. Like, I just, I literally can't be around um, too much because I'm just, I just, man, you're Debbie Downer. Yeah, it is a downer. And... Especially for married people, I you know where I get frustrated many times with couples that come to our smally marriage intensive program is no matter what the spouse tries to say, and many times they're saying something very good and very positive, the overly negative spouse will interpret it negatively, and I'm just telling you folks, ladies, it's a discouragement. Of the highest sort. You've got yeah. to, you cannot assume that every, because everything is not negative. Right. I don't doubt that there are negative things because there are negative things about me. Mm-hmm. There's negative things about my wife. There's negative things about you. Not about Shauna. No, she's perfect. But about you. And guess what, though? There are also positive things about me, positive things about my wife, positive things. And so to be overly focused on the negative is a massive turnoff. That, yeah. That'll kill it very quickly. And, I, I mean, to be fair, the complete opposite of just always being yeah. the, the happy, everything has a silver lining, is also unattractive, but not nearly as much. Like, being negative will shut me down a lot quicker than so. Yeah, that's probably like, true. You know, though, what's interesting that you say that. Because that was something that was a major growth area in my life when I was getting my master's at Wheaton College, mm-hmm. uh, is that I was overly positive. And I think if you're overly positive or overly negative, it feels like what's going on is you're giving off this signal that this is not authentic. Right. Yeah. Like, this just isn't real. Like, everything can't be bad and vice versa. Everything can't be this good. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my supervisors, Dr. Kina Peak, who really challenged me on that. You know, because yeah. I would, I would always, you know, when when we do our supervision or whatever, tended to end up just in personal therapy for me. But she started noticing that when hurtful things would happen, either with Amy or with my dad or you know just whoever, uh, I'd always go, "Yeah, an interesting thing happened," but then I'd kind of share a really hurtful thing, right? And she was like, "You know, what? What's your need?" 
for always having to say an intro like no that yeah. was pretty brutal you can say that you can yeah that, that was rough it's okay to be sad and i'll challenge you especially if you're overly positive like i was you're you're missing out on life because the full experience of life are the ups and the downs right and the opposite is true obviously too yeah you know life isn't all bad so that negativity is going to be a major turnoff. Mm-hmm. What's number nine? Number nine, sugarcoating yourself. Blech. Yeah, dating someone who thinks they're perfect can be intimidating. Men want to get to know the real you, flaws and all. Don't sugarcoat who you are. Use your inner beauty to your advantage and learn to embrace your flaws. <laughs> the right man will find them irresistible. <laughs> Why are you chuckling? Uh, because then it just, the wording just started to sound cheesy. Your inner beauty. Right. It got a little Amish again. It, it did. A little, yeah, colonial. Um, yeah, so the sugar coating, I guess the, just making you sound all perfect. Yeah, for sure. That's. Well, and I'll even. But I say we all do, we all do a bit of that well, at the beginning of relationships. Well, I would actually say we all need to be able to own this throughout our life is we tend to view ourselves far more positively than what we really are. You know, like couples will do I this. Don't. Yeah. I have a very bad view of myself. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> you should be. So, no, but what'll happen is yeah i mean it does it, it's not only intimidating it's annoying because it's yeah. not accurate and right i would probably challenge the person who might struggle with like i've never struggled with sugarcoating <laughs> yeah all of my flaws are so you know blatantly obvious so i that's not necessarily thing i've struggled with but i would probably encourage those who might is that you're probably super insecure you have a bad right. view of yourself Therefore, you're trying to present something that is disingenuous or inauthentic. Right. And you're just sabotaging it. It's not going to work. Well, and then in this day and age of social media, you know, vast majority of people on social media, you're really posting like the highlights of yeah. your life. I mean, yes, there are times and people that you will you'll post like what's really going on in the in the nitty gritty a cancer or a death in the family right but most of the time it's like it's a highlight reel and so uh if that's the if the someone only knows your highlight reel that's not really you no it's not and what's funny that happens at churches a lot where i have oh, yeah. clients i well so and so's life is so perfect i'm like <laughs> you have no clue what their life is mm-hmm. and i can make a, a very confident bet that it's not right cuz everybody's sinful Everybody's under this miserable curse, and therefore that means that we're all hurting. There's negative things for all of us. But hopefully most of us can pull it together to go to church and not be a broken-down mess. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you should, though, come as a broken-down mess because that's exactly what we're there for as a community. Our last one, number 10, wearing clothes that aren't your style just to impress him. I honestly say this is something I don't think I've ever experienced. You know where I see it? Where do you see it? In these wealthy suburbia moms. Man, you go to our mall here yeah. in the Woodlands, Texas. Okay. It's embarrassing. But when but they you... look identical to their teenage daughter, that's ridiculous. Uh, see, that's goofy. I might think it's goofy, but that might be their style. No. 
Yeah. No. I can't tell them what their style is or no. not. Okay, I'm going to make a style a style help right now. Dude, I have seen people pull off clothes that generally typically aren't their generational style and like it's great. Now I've seen seen people that have tried to do it and they don't really pull it off too well. I'm just but- saying if you're a 30, 40 something year old mother, you don't need to look like your teenage daughter. It's goofy. <laughs> it's not impressing your dude. It wouldn't impress me. Would it impress you? Well, Would you be attracted to that? Clothes Seeing a full-grown woman me. dressed like a teenager? It depends on what they're wearing. Man, you have problems. <laughs> I, I regret most episodes that we do Look, the show just together. just because you're stuck in an ancient archetype of what women should <laughs> You don't even know what archetype means. I don't, but didn't it sound really... (laughs) You actually used it properly. (laughs) I'm impressed. All right. Well, on to some important things. We like to remind our listeners about the Reignite Your Marriage app. It's free. You get the Love Talk communication system, which is by far the most popular thing on the app. You can make your own love list, and you can download it virtually on any platform. Virtually. So just search Reignite Your Marriage. And download that today. And then, Seth, have we already talked about the online courses today? We have during our commercial break. But we have over 100 hours. Yeah. Not hundreds of hours. Just over 100 hours. I'm just saying we've got hours now. Because when I really started adding that up, I was like, I don't know if it's over 100. Oh, so we're lying this whole time. Potentially. So we need to record some more content so we can get over An inadvertent lie. But there are many, 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 many hours. There is a plethora of hours. And you really do need to check those out because it can help you start building a better relationship today. Look, if you guys enjoyed the show, let us know. Leave a review on iTunes. Helps us get the word out about Smalley Marriage Radio. And lets us know if we're doing a good job or not. And Seth couldn't have been more disinterested in that last little promo. Why do you even say that? Dude, you like, you're leaning back in your chair. You're picking on your toenails. I haven't even touched my toenails. Well, I much. see your toes on the desk. Yeah, because I don't wear shoes in here. <laughs> well, small. Because <laughs> we like to keep it classy here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 'Cause maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. Maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.